feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Only Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. When I call and tonight, Rita, there are more shocking claims by pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli groups. And I thought I've heard it all. I am thoroughly disgusted with so many of the things that have come about in the last 24 hours. First off, this is last night, and these are the protesters outside the Democratic National Committee building. And so far, we've only heard of one of them arrested. Uh, they should all be arrested. They should be treated like the January Sixers. Remember, some of them were put in solitary confinement, never to see the light of day, even if they just got a tour guide taking them around the uh, Capitol. And yet, uh, these people seem to get an easy, easy pass. And in fact, some reporters have written to Capitol Hill police and said, wait a minute, you said they were violent. You said that they should be arrested. You said that they were infringing. And the message they got back from the Capitol Hill police was right. In other words, please, we wish we could have arrested them and something else is going on behind the scenes. That was pretty interesting of a reply. But here's a little bit of some of the sounds outside the Democratic National Committee office last night by these, quote, Peaceful protesters. Take a listen. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a peaceful kumbaya rally. And what a contrast it was because the day before, remember, there were like 300,000 pro-Israeli protesters. And I should say just coming out for a peaceful rally to say we support Israel. We want the hostages back. And isn't it amazing? After 300,000 people, not a single arrest, somehow they were able to be contained and be civil and be respectful. And they're the ones who had their country slaughtered. They're the ones who have friends and loved ones missing still as we speak. And then yet these pro-Palestinian professional protester types are out there causing mayhem and chaos. And why are they getting a free pass? Throw the book at them. I think it's unbelievable that this president so far has not really taken control of it. The Democratic Party hasn't taken control of it. They own it. These are people on the left, and they're angry that their fellow Democrats aren't out there protesting and punching police with them. For some reason, they think it's okay that they do it. But boy, January 6th is the worst of the worst. Uh, boy, the hypocrisy is spilling over tonight. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here is Democratic Congressman Brad Sherman, who is inside the Democratic National Committee office uh, when these peaceful protesters came outside and started punching and pepper spraying police. We had... 250, 300,000 
peaceful, permitted, pro-Israel demonstrators on the 14th. This was a group of 200, but they felt that by breaking the law and by assaulting police officers, they could get perhaps some portion of the attention that 250 or 300,000 people got because they know that violence is a, a force multiplier when it comes to demonstrations. And they were violent, that is for sure. It is disgusting. And where is President Biden today, as opposed to kissing the tuchus of President Xi? Why isn't he out there condemning these crazy protesters that are within his own party, many of them who clearly supported him and other Democrats and just can't believe that they're not siding with them and their nuttiness. And it just goes back to a lot of the Black Lives Matter. A lot of those people protesting Black Lives Matter got off scot-free. Remember, those were peaceful protests. Remember, wasn't it Ali Veshi of MSNBC who said, boy, look at these nice peaceful protests when it looked like Beirut behind them with all the flames and everything shooting out of the Minneapolis police station at the same time. That was that reporter on MSNBC. You got to be kidding me. They want to rewrite history and it's reprehensible. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Kenny uh, online too in Los Angeles. Go ahead, Kenny. All right, reader, I'm the lead off hitter. Uh, the, the policy of this country for the last 60 years is to let the rioters riot as long as they're on the left. So they're scot-free. They can put their roller skates on and, right, and skate right back to wherever they came from. But you know, the, what, uh, you know what's really sad, though? You're right. It is. It's like it's scot-free because they are on the left-hand side. And for some reason, that's why the Democrats want to give them a pass. They're afraid, I think, also, Kenny, of losing the whatever pro-Palestinian vote as opposed to standing on the right side and having moral clarity. This to me is pathetic because guess what? Weakness creates more of these protests and things are going to get more and more violent. Election Day is still almost a year away. It's a little less than a year away. Can you imagine how heated and intense things are going to get? Let's go to Curtis. Line one. Curtis, your thoughts. Hey, um, the, 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 um, the uh, uh, events of yesterday and today and whatnot really to me, highlight how badly we need Donald Trump back. Um, and I think what we, and if it's Trump, let me just, just throw this in real quick. If it's Trump versus Biden, that's nothing. What we have to do is win the DeSantis diehards, show how Trump is better than DeSantis, and show how RFK is a flaming liberal. That's the real trick here. It's not, in fact, this is why I, don't like uh, DeSantis getting this limelight against uh, California. Well, anyway. Well, well, two things, but, two things, Curtis. So hang on, hang on, Curtis, because you, you brought up a lot of stuff. First off, on the DeSantis front, I don't know if you've seen some of the new polls, but he is looking like he's taking even a backseat to Nikki Haley now um, in the polls. He is not, you know, anywhere near Donald Trump in terms of the numbers, but he does take a chunk. I mean, we saw Tim Scott drop out. Who knows what else happens in the next few weeks and even before the next debate? Many people, I think, will try to at least ride it. I think him and Nikki Haley, for sure, uh, will stay at least through the next debate. Let's see where it goes. But 
Um, you also brought up all these other things like RFK. I think, you know, there are polls out there that say that RFK is going to take away from both uh, Trump and Biden. I think he'll take away a lot more from Biden. And I think a lot of these others that are coming into the race, potentially, we don't know, but maybe Joe Manchin potentially under the no labels, uh, maybe some others might come in. Uh, I think most of them, for the most part, will take away at least the Joe Manchins and the RFKs and certainly the Cornell West. Those people are going to take away mostly from Biden. But you're right when you go back to Trump, because, boy, do we need clarity now in America and we need somebody with a spine. And this country is in such a mess. It's going to take a real warrior to turn it around. That's for sure. Let's go to Stan. Line five. Stan, your thoughts. Don't need Trump. That's for damn sure. And as far as the situation that happened, it was terrible. I agree a thousand percent at the Democratic Committee offices. But don't compare this to January 6th. It's day and night. How dare you do that? No, that you know what? The, you know what? By the way, Stan, you know what? Stan, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't compare it because last night it was so disgusting. And the way that they were really punching the officers and pepper spraying the officers. You're right. It was horrible. Throw the book at the people last night and let out some of the other ones from January 6th. It has nothing to do with January 6th. I knew you were going to try to wriggle around in that. And I knew that you you feel for some reason. So let me just ask you, Stan, 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 did you see the pictures and the video? It's clear as day. You're trying to make a comparison between the two. Stan, I'm trying to present the facts if you would take the wax out of your ears. So here's the facts. A lot of those people on January 6th, they were led around by the security. You see some of them, even the guy with the horns who has, I I think he has a mental problem. The guy's like, hey, come on in. Okay. Is it okay if I sit here? Sure. Sit down. Is it okay? Oh yeah. Just don't take too long. Okay. Thank you, sir. I mean, there's a little bit of a difference demeanor between that and then suddenly, and look, by the way, Stan, there were people who went in and, and trash property. I didn't like any of the ones who were pushing in. What are we talking in, about? I'm talking Jan- I, I, or over here? I'm talking January 6th. Hang on oh, one no, second. No. They no, wanted I'm, to destroy the place. What were, are you talking there about? There were people who did do bad things on January 6th. Those people I don't approve of by any means. I don't like the people who are trashing the place. I don't like the people who are pushing officers. But guess what? We saw a lot of it last night. Do you know how many people got arrested last night, Stan? Do you know? I just said no, it. i got to be honest. I do not know. Okay. Well, I do know. Ten, one, one person. Do you know how many people are seen on video punching officers and spray paint? And, yes, I'm not for they that. They should have been. So don't give them a pass, well, Sam. Well, the comparison between January 6th. That's not the same thing, and you know it. But you like to keep doing that. No, stuff. I like Trump to be honest, Dan. I like to be honest, Dan, and you gotta work on your honesty he's too, go my to friend. Jail. He ain't gonna be nothing. And guess Come what? On. If even if he's in jail over a crazy gag order or some inflated charge, he's still gonna run for I president. The, the, yeah, uh, your, your president might not even have a pulse by then. The guy doesn't. The guy couldn't yeah, even get through a, a sentence pulse. last hey, night. Trump lost his memory a couple of days ago. Did you know he said well, the wrong thing? Guess what? Biden does it every single minute.
You know, yeah, Biden, Biden's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, ah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you better look out for your guy because he's losing his memory. He's losing his memory. Well, Watch hopefully out. he can forget the last few years because they've been a disaster. Well, I don't think he can. He ain't going nowhere, so I'm not worried about Trump. He's going nowhere. Stan, Have a great night. I love you, Stan. Wow. We're all wound up. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, give me an Alka-Seltzer after that one. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And I am going to scream if I have to listen to Stan anymore on that issue. Boy, that one was a wild one. But things are getting really wild in the college scene as well. By the way, more than 100 professors at Harvard are now slamming the university president for basically acquiescing to, quote, donor pressure and having her condemn anti-Semitism. Because remember, there were some of those anti-Semitic protests taking place at the Ivy League school. And suddenly a lot of people were pulling out. Big donors said, we don't want a part of this. This is disgusting. The university president, Claudine Gay, then issued a statement condemning anti-Semitism and some of the protests and so forth on campus. And now 100 Harvard professors, just a few of them, saying that she is, quote, bowing to pressure. As Harvard faculty, we have been astonished by the pressure from donors, alumni, and even some on this campus to silence faculty, students, and staff critical to the actions of the state of Israel, like it's appropriate behavior uh, to be doing some of the trashing there on campus. And again, last night at the Democratic National Committee, uh, things were really out of hand, and boy, they were pushing and punching officers. Here's a little bit of what it sounded like last night in the middle of it all. Take a listen. This doesn't sound like some peaceful kumbaya moment. got thrown. People getting thrown down the stairs. People getting thrown down the stairs. Yo. People getting thrown down the stairs. Sounds like such a nice and peaceful crowd. Let's go to Norm, line one. Norm, you were at the other one, uh, the pro-Israel one, right? Yes, I, I was at the pro-Israel one, and I was also on January 6th in Washington. And yeah, what do you I, think of Stan? I think Stan is a tool of the uh, of the fascists, of the globalists. Uh, he's uh, Look, Stan, you... you 
you were accepting everything that the media has told you about January 6th. Uh, I was there on January 6th. The mood on January 6th was not violent, okay? And the proof of that is, if you want to see the proof of it, you should see Dinesh D'Souza's uh, police state movie, because uh, nobody destroyed anything in the Capitol Rotunda. Okay, if this was an insurrection, they would have ripped down those statues or whatever, been graffiti. There was nothing. And by the way, by the way, Norm, it was a poorly planned insurrection. I'm being facetious because the only people who were armed was the cop who killed Ashley Babbitt. You know, correct. I mean, give me before. But uh, but let's go forward on this. What do you make of the fact that. These protests are taking place, and it is really out of hand. And the fact only one person was arrested for punching, there were, you see on the videotape, there are tons of them punching officers, and they're actually on camera afterwards saying, oh, this was a peaceful, we're just trying to get our message across. And, like, somehow that's okay. Well, you know, the, the, the groups that are protesting in front of the DNC are basically the foot soldiers of the Democratic Party. They are being financed through Soros, and uh, basically uh, the, they're not going to push for them to be arrested because they're doing their dirty their duty, you know, their dirty job, which is basically to uh, keep the Democrats in power, and that's uh, you know that's uh, that's. That's part of it. They, you know, to create chaos. But but you and, know what's interesting, uh, Norm? They don't want to keep some of the Democrats in power. It's interesting because they're clearly not happy with even a lot of the Democrats. They're not happy with the president. No. You know, but that's why they went to the Democratic National Committee. They The Democrats really right. have, they have a, a, a pro-Hamas wing that they got to figure mm-hmm. out what to do with it, you know, because it's getting being financed. Yeah, exactly. And it's getting so unruly. And they're not happy unless you like say, OK, we're going to do a ceasefire and scold the Israelis. Anything short of that, they don't want it. They want you. They would like to have, you know, uh, all the members that look like and sound like, I should say, Rashida Tlaib. Mm-hmm. That's a sad place, Norm. That's a that's a scary place. And I don't see them bowing. Um, you know, I see them up until Election Day trying to get rid of anybody who doesn't have the same views as the Democratic squad who uh, seem to think that Hamas are a bunch of saints. That's a real problem for America. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story about our law enforcement saving lives. This one coming from Roscoe, Illinois, where police officers rescued an adult and several children from a very heavily smoke-filled apartment. Uh, they arrived at a two-story, four-unit apartment building where they found 
the building flowing with smoke and also filled with flames. Officers learned that one of the second floor apartments was occupied and they were able to force entry into an upstairs apartment. They made contact with an adult who said that there were two children in a rear bedroom. A sergeant with the Roscoe Police Department made his way to the back bedroom with the adult male occupant. Now, once in the bedroom, the sergeant picked up a child who was in a crib while the adult male picked up the other child and they exited the apartment together. The occupants of the unit, along with the officers of the Roscoe Police Department, were treated and released at the scene. And many people said, incredibly, thanks to the good and quick work of the officers, especially that one that made it into the second floor apartments, undoubtedly saved the adult and the children who were at home and unaware of the fire at the time. What a powerful, powerful story and such an important story about how important it is to appreciate our law enforcement and the risky work that they do every single day to protect all of us. Well, there have been some really reprehensible things that have been coming out in the last 24 hours or so. This is shocking. A pro-Palestinian activist group is sharing what I think is just a shocking and disgusting map of New York City landmarks on social media saying these are the locations that we think should be targeted. This is scary. Uh, it's a group called Within Our Lifetime. It describes itself as a Palestinian-led community organization, and it boasts on uh, social media, on Instagram, for example. It's got 121,000 followers, and they list a whole bunch of different locations that they believe uh, reflects, quote, the office of an enemy of both the Palestinian people and colonized people all over the world, calling for a day of intifada and the eradication of Israel. It's really, really chilling. And it lists a whole bunch of different spots that they consider should be locations that should be targeted. It has now been taken off uh, the post, but a lot of people seized it, and a lot of traction has come as a result of it. A lot of people commenting on it. Thankfully, many people condemning it, including Democratic Bronx Congressman Richie Torres, who warned on X, formerly Twitter, that the messaging was an example of coded calls for violence against Jews that are proliferating on social media. Also, uh, Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine, also a Democrat, wrote that it was dangerous and reprehensible. He said this is clear incitement against a group of predominantly Jewish institutions based on the trope that they are enemies of colonized people all over the world. I reject this hateful language. Thank goodness they are coming out forcefully and condemning this. And it also comes, speaking of social media, this is downright frightening. There was a social media influencer, a young woman who does a lot of like sort of TikTok and talks about uh, beauty and fashion and things like that. Uh, has a big following, she came out and said, you know, I was reading this letter um, from this guy, Bin Laden, uh, 22 years ago. And in the letter, he actually, quote, made a lot of sense um, that some of the things he talked about were really kind of interesting. And in the letter, as all of us may recall, this is in the letter that he wrote after 9-11, saying, kind of describing his twisted and disgusting logic 
as to why he attacked America, of course, on 9-11 and spearheaded that. In it, he blasts uh, Jews, uh, you know, saying that they have no right to be in Israel. He also called the U.S. responsible for all the problems in the Middle East. It was disgusting. And the fact that there is now this young person who I don't even know if she was even alive during 9-11 or not, clearly has no context of who Osama bin Laden is, and she's out there praising this guy, Osama bin Laden, clearly one of the most heinous individuals in the world. And it really saddened me because I thought back during, first of all, 9-11, and I knew who Osama bin Laden was. I actually requested an interview with him the year before 9-11, and I got a message back that he doesn't speak to women. So, you know, I thank God I wasn't in that cave at the time. But anyway, but besides all of that, I look back and I know that this was clearly somebody who was one of the worst of the worst masterminds terrorists in the world. Think about what he did to the United States. Think about what he did to so many other people. Just the ruthless barbarism of this man. And. We all know who he is. I think about also after 9-11, remember President Bush standing on that pile saying, you know, they're all going to hear us soon. And the world cheering because they wanted America to take the fight to Osama bin Laden and eradicate him and, of course, all his followers. And then, you know, it took many, many a year, as we know. And remember when he was finally killed, when he was staying at that house right down the street from the Pakistani military in Pakistan, And the Navy SEALs, including my buddy Rob O'Neill, went in and took him out, thank goodness. Remember how many people? There were hundreds upon hundreds of people cheering in front of the White House saying, you know, USA, USA. It was this great moment of unity because we were all thrilled as Americans that this horrible man who did this deed to us was dead, was no longer on the face of this earth. And the fact that there is now a young person And after she put it out, all these other people started talking about it and saying, you know, yeah, this guy, Osama bin Laden, kind of does make sense. This is kind of an interesting letter. I'm thinking, what? Uh, Do these people have any sense of history, any comprehension? Are we teaching people to be that stupid that they don't understand who Osama bin Laden is? They don't understand what he did to our country and to the world? that they just have no context, that they actually would be sitting there praising a terrorist who, you know, released the the most vicious attack on American soil. It was stunning to me. And that uh, TikTok video where she was praising him, the letter from to America from Osama bin Laden, got millions upon millions of views. And many, many people were, quote, liking it, saying, oh, this is really great. What the heck is going on, you guys? Boy, are we in trouble. And this is what conservative commentator Charlie Hurt had to say earlier today about this letter to America from Osama bin Laden and the fact that it uh, had a new life on TikTok and was praised today. This is disgusting. Take a listen. This is an ongoing, this is an onslaught. This is all very intentional and it is designed to destroy our country from within. And right now they are winning unless we do figure out how to do something about it. And that starts obviously with uh, the political class, politicians getting a, a backbone and uh, trying to stop the kind of poison that is taking over young people that they would, that they would kind of fall into all of this. 
Yeah, it is really frightening that young people would somehow be glorifying uh, this guy named Osama bin Laden and his really interesting letter to America. Here's a little more from Charlie Hurt. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously it highlights the problem of social media and in particular TikTok, which is a very weaponized uh, social media platform designed to uh, spread stuff like this uh, on behalf of the Chinese communist government. Uh, but to me, I think that the, there's a much larger problem here, and that is, you know, it's such a, 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 a startling uh, snapshot of, the, of how far we have come over the past uh, 20 years since 9-11. The fact that, uh, we, we, you know, we as a country are, and our schools and universities have done such a poor job of teaching actual history and the truth behind the, uh, these things that somebody like Osama bin Laden can kind of come out on the back end and be some sort of truth sayer or some kind of leader. It does say a lot about us. And boy, it's not a pretty picture. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave, uh, line five in Pennsylvania. Dave, first of all, uh, isn't it just disgusting that we have these young people praising bin Laden's letter? Huh. The whole thing is ridiculous. But the reason why I call is because I'm, I'm almost apoplectic here. I want to thank me for taking my call. I, I, I heard your buddy Stan the other night, and he he he, he, he accused of Marjorie Taylor Greene of being a anti-Semite. Isn't he a Jew? I think I think yes, I think he is. Well, well let me just say this, please, please. I, he he can he trashes. Trump, the best friend that Israel ever had. He loves Biden, who can't do enough for uh, Iran to destroy the the Jewish state. And uh, Stanley, you know what, Stanley? Stanley is a tool. Norm's right. Stan, you're a, you're a tool, but you're not you're not a saw because you don't see very well. You're practically blind. You're not a ruler because you're not measured. You know what you are. You are a plumb bob because we can't plumb the depths of your stupidity, Stan. You're a toll. When are you going to wake up? Thank you, Rita. I'm okay now. Did, did, feel, you, did you get that off your chest? I feel much better now. My blood pressure just came down about 20 points. Okay, good. So did mine, too. So that was good. Dave, thank you very, very much. You're terrific. Call anytime, Dave. Thank you. Let's go to Peter. Uh, line four. Peter, you just heard Dave's interpretation. Go ahead. Hey, Peter. Hello? Peter, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, Peter, go ahead. Yeah, so basically, I'm Jewish. I was born in the Muslim country. I came to America about 25 years ago. And the thing I don't understand about the Jews that grew up in America is they keep voting Democrat. The same people, like oh, everybody that's protesting for ceasefire and everything, they're all Democrats. And Jews yet keep voting for Democrats and Democrats and Democrats. I just do not understand how they vote against their own interests. Well, you know what? You just heard um, what Dave had to say. You know, he's surprised that Stan is sitting there so universally supporting Biden. And and yet uh, I agree with Dave that Trump was the best friend to the Jewish population. I mean, he, look at all the things he did. Abraham Accords. He moved the embassy. He was unwavering in his support for Israel and the people of Jewish faith. He also increased the ability uh, to prosecute hate crimes 
on campuses. I mean, there were so many issues, and you're right. I, but you know what, Peter? Maybe I'm an optimist. Let's see what happens next time, because next go-round, it will be interesting to see who they vote for. Will they vote? Will they, do you think next go-round, after they've seen what's happened now, do you think they're thinking twice and having some buyer's remorse? I actually don't think so, but I hope for the better, just because of the Jewish demographic is changing. For example, the liberal Jews are having less kids than the Orthodox Jews, and the Orthodox Jews tend to vote more you know, conservative. So that's why I think down the line in 10 years, maybe just a demographic shift. But I think usually people vote against their interests, and it just drives me absolutely insane because a lot of these people are smart, educated people that can comprehend, and it just baffles me. It almost started into like Obama's second turn during the Democrat convention. Right before Obama's second turn, they had Israel labeled as Palestine labeled like Israel labeled as the pariah or something like that in one of their books for the convention. It was crazy what's going on. Hopefully people will wake up. Yeah, hopefully they'll wake up. Peter, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Larry. Larry, line three. Your thoughts, Larry. Uh, good evening, Rita. Thank you for your uh, never-ending uh, Support of Back to Blue. It's a great uh, thing Thank that you, you do by uh, 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 praising the, the efforts of the members of the service. Thank uh, you. I, I love it, and I love honoring them every single night. It's important that we don't lose sight of that. Thank you, Larry. Uh, my next thing is I, I want to say thank you, Eric Adams, for uh, cutting uh, the hiring of NYPD cops especially at a time where we're in right now. You saw the thing there with the map, a map. Could it be fake? We don't know. But that, those, those things have to be covered. Those locations have to be covered. And here we are. We're down 4,000 cops now, and we're going to be down another 4,000 when it's finished with the chopper's budget. Larry, I am so glad that you brought up all the cuts. And in fact, we're going to talk about that in the next hour or two, because I agree with you. This is the worst time to be a decreasing police budget. And you know, this the thing is, too, and, and I, I'm just so livid about uh, the cuts that are happening. They're cutting a huge portion of the counterterrorism unit. That's another thing. That's the last thing I would cut right now. And a lot of it's because we're spending so much money on the migrants. I, I mean, I'm sorry. They needed to turn those buses around and said, send them back to the White House and say, Mr. President, you're the one with the open borders. You take care of it. Why should New York taxpayers now not have enough police because the migrants are put in four story hotels? I'm sorry. It, it is it is unconscionable and it is not American. It seems un-American to me that we're now at a breaking point in New York because we're spending so much money on the migrants and more money to come as we're cutting police because we just can't handle it and we're busting at the seams. Uh, we're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And 
We are talking about some of these protests getting so out of hand and at a time where they are looking at cutting police forces. We're going to talk about that also in the next hour. By the way, um, also some updates from Israel because Israeli defense forces are saying that they found a whole bunch of information inside the Al-Shifa hospital, including weapons. They also found laptops inside that they believe uh, have information on the hostages. And sadly, they found the body of a hostage near Al-Shifa Hospital. It's a 65-year-old woman. Her name is Judith Weiss. She was a cancer patient, and her body was found near the hospital, uh, one of the 240. And what's so sad is I remember um, reading the stories about her in particular because it was in the kibbutz where she was living, and her husband literally walked outside of the safe room to block her, and he was killed. And then she was taken hostage, and everybody was praying that she would be alive because clearly it was an incredible fight for survival. She's a mother. She's a grandmother, again, a cancer patient. And sadly, uh, they found her body today, and the Israeli Defense Forces have her body and have taken it back to Israel. What a heartbreaking scene. And, of course, the families of the other hostages are now praying that their loved ones come home safe. It is a scary, scary, really dangerous situation as they're going into that hospital. And uh, the Biden administration did come out today saying that they believe that hospital has been used for command and control of Hamas. The question is, is it still being used as that? They did say, apparently, according to the Israelis, uh, that right by an MRI machine, you know, that's where they do the scans, the brain and body scans and all that. Right by there, there was a whole bunch of weaponry, a trove of weaponry. And that was, I thought, really interesting. Um, again, according to the Israelis, you know, obviously, what is that doing there uh, near an MRI machine? That's not really part of MRI material, you know. So very interesting that they are now finding some information, getting into some of the tunnels and let's see what they discover and pray that they bring some of these other hostages home alive. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Shlomo in New Jersey. Shlomo, I understand you want to talk about this bin Laden letter. This is disgusting. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. First, just one comment on uh, Hamas. Um, you know, everyone calls them terrorists and vicious and barbarians, which is absolutely true. But I think when you call them that, that just makes them happy. That's what they want to be called. They believe in barbarism. You know, we should call them what President Trump called them a lot. He used to call them losers and cowards and things like that. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. I mean, I, I don't consider any of those things a compliment. I don't consider a barbarian. Maybe you're right. Maybe they think that that's uh and their crazy sick world, it's something. But that's yeah, a good point. I, I think they like, exactly. You know, that's it. They instill fear in people. And that's, that's something that I think they carry as a badge of honor. No, that's um, an interesting point. point. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, my second point was about this uh, influencer. Whether, you know, you're saying maybe they're, they're so uneducated, they don't know who Osama bin Laden is. I'm wondering and nervous that maybe they are actually, yes, educated. And they, uh, despite knowing who he is, they still uh, they are so anti-American that they actually uh, believe in his ideology. 
You know what? That's really scary. And you very well may be right, Shlomo, that they know who he is and think there's something to be worthy. I hate to say it. You know, look at some of these people, some of the things that they've been spewing and some of the anti-American hatred that's coming from a lot of students, a lot of young people burning the American flag, as we've seen, along with the Israeli flag. You're right. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit that they're stupid. Maybe they're actually malicious and are so sick about it. But then you know what? Then why don't they move to Gaza or somewhere like that? See how they enjoy it there.